What's up? It is Eric Simon, the host of the podcast Nobody Listens to, Caravan Confessions. I'm back with a guest, a very special guest, myself. That's right, I'm going to interview myself because nobody else wanted to come on. No, because I figured it's the last podcast of the year. I've done about nine of them, and I want to tell my crazy real estate story because I got one that I think trumps Trump that I think trumps all the other stories that have been told on this podcast besides maybe that one with uh, the guy that punched his buyer in the face because he tried to come on with him. I think that was episode two. If you haven't listened to that, you should listen to that. This guy punches a prospective buyer in the face because he starts talking about his shoes or something and he starts coming on to him and it, you know, it gets really creepy. So he socks him in the face, drives away and basically leaves him there. Um, not my story. It's his story. Uh, there's probably some legal ramifications, but nothing came of it because nobody listens. So who cares? So it's a crazy time of year right now, right? No, it's not. It's December 22nd and I got nothing going on. I'm sitting in my room right now in Santa Monica. It's raining. It's freezing. It's 64 degrees. I know it's like negative 50 on the East Coast, but 64 degrees is pretty cold for me from Arizona. I'm sitting here with my beanie on. I got my space heater. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's cold, man. And I uh, don't really want to go to the office today because I don't really have much to do. I'm flying out to Tucson tomorrow. I'm going to meet my girlfriend's mom for the first time. I'm pumped up about that, a little nervous, but also excited. Um, met her whole family, great family, but I haven't met the mom yet. So, you know, it's going to be a definite piece in deciding if this is my girl. No, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, see, I'm flying to Tucson and don't really have much real estate business-wise going on right now. I Pretty much all my buyers and leads have either gone dark, stopped responding, or just told me to fuck off until the new year, which is a common trend in real estate right about right now. It's, you know, the offices are kind of empty. It's more casual. People are strolling in late. The staff doesn't really care anymore. It's just kind of like it's it's a fun time to not be doing anything and not feel guilty about it, you know, um, because at least I could just make the excuse to myself that, hey, you know what? It's the end of December. Nobody's doing anything right now. And I know there's that, you know, that group of people that's going to be so annoying that comments on the Instagram post. And they're like, well, I'm working my ass off right now. I just closed two houses and put two more in escrow. It's like, all right, you know, you don't have to tell everybody that. Who cares? You're doing business right now. Good for you. Um, I did a post yesterday that was just my buyers be like, and it was just a picture of nothing. It was a picture of dark, insinuating that my buyers have gone dark on me. And then I got like 10 comments saying like how this is the busiest time of the year for that particular agent, for that particular agent. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. We don't need to hear it. We don't need your Gary Vaynerchuk-esque speech about how hard you're working and how you don't take any breaks ever. Um, that guy's nuts. That guy's awesome. Um, <laughs> he's nuts and awesome. If you don't follow him, you should watch his YouTube videos. He'll get you fired up. It's this serial entrepreneur. Um, I don't know. What does that mean? He just destroys a bunch of businesses or he just, I mean, he starts a bunch of businesses. Basically he invested in like Twitter and Tumblr and Uber. And he spoke at the Inman conference last year. And the guy, the guy kills it. He's super charismatic and he, tells you basically how to utilize social media, how you should document all of your experiences, how you got to go where the puck's going. And he's just a very smart man, 
but he's a little over the top. All he does is talk about how hard he's grinding and he just makes you feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> Basically, he's calling everybody lazy. I mean, I, I would I would love to meet the guy. I think he's great. Um, but it's just like, calm down for a second, man. He wants to buy the Jets, which is probably probably in their best interest because that franchise is terrible. Um, you know, they're going to start like Bryce Petty, I think, this week. I don't know if that guy's ready to play. Um, not a big NFL fan. Grew up in Arizona, so the Cardinals sucked my entire life. Um, you know, I, I, I followed them when they went to the Super Bowl in 09, went to those games. That was fun with Kurt Warner, but um, my, my sister's ex fiance was a huge Cardinals fan and that basically made me hate them for the rest of my life. You know how you have like someone that you don't like or a friend that roots for a team and that basically ruins that franchise for the rest of your life? Well, that's how it is for me with the Cardinals. So I don't really have an NFL team. Uh, I went to USC. I root for, hey, this is good, right? This is all about real estate. I went to uh, USC. I'm a huge USC football fan and Started off one and three, one eight in a row, and we're going to the Rose Bowl. I'm going to the Rose Bowl on January 2nd. I can't wait. I think we're going to beat the shit out of Penn State, and hopefully we'll be back to glory because there's three things I care about in life, and that's um, family, religion. No, I don't know. I, I care about USC football pretty much as much as I care about anything. Uh, when they lose, I don't recover until like the Thursday or Friday of next week. And they basically just have smashed my hopes and dreams for the past six years. So I'm pumped to go to the Rose Bowl. Um, one more comment about sports. That Grayson Allen guy on Duke is such a piece of shit. Like, if you want to hate Duke anymore, watch the clips of this guy. This is his third tripping incident since February. And Coach K finally suspended him for an indefinite amount of time. But the guy was like wailing on the bench and he was crying in a post-game interview. Like the guy's got some serious problems. He's a hell of a player, but he's just that classic like white Duke villain. You know, he's like the Christian Leitner, the J.J. Redick. He's just like, I, I, I mean, the guy is out of his mind. He comes back to the bench after personally tripping some guy, purposely tripping some guy on some college I've never heard of. And then he's just wailing on the seat and he's crying and he's throwing his towel and in the post-game interview, the guy won't even look at the camera and he's just crying. It's like, grow the fuck up, dude. What are you doing? Um, so yeah, that's the sports update for the week. Maybe I'll start doing that in the podcast. Maybe I'll start doing just me. I kind of like doing this. Um, half of you have probably turned it off by now because I haven't talked about real estate at all. But I want to tell you my crazy story about what happened to me and my former partner a couple years ago. Uh, we were the showing agents on this listing in the Palisades for a house that was about $4 million. It was a short sale, and the seller was completely off his rocker. And we basically sit these open houses, and the guy has the thing overpriced off the ass. There's a new construction place across the street that went up for about $5.75 million, I want to say. Um, it's over the hill. It's got incredible views of the valley. And it's new construction and it's 1,500 square feet bigger. So our seller thinks that because that house went up that he wants to price his just below that house. Even though this one was built in like the 50s or 60s and the other one was new construction. None of it made sense. And he would just keep saying, he'd be like, well, the other one's got a basement, man. That's where the square footage is going. It's like, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. If you price it at this, 
you're going to price yourself out of your own listing. Nobody's going to show up. And that's exactly what happened. So the first two or three months, no one shows up. We're sitting open houses every Saturday and Sunday. Not every Saturday and Sunday. I don't know why I just said that. Every other Sunday, maybe. And no one's coming. And the people that are coming are saying, why the hell is it priced like this? And it's like, I have nothing to do with it. I'm just a showing agent. You know, just I can't wait until five o'clock so I could go home. Um, that's actually where I wrote a lot of my material is sitting that dead open house. So maybe it was actually worth it. So anyway, uh, first off, this house smells like pot the entire time because the guy has some like vaping company that he's starting that is supposed to be the new cure, the new way to get, you know, disease free is by vaping these chemicals or these these new medicines, you're supposed to inhale them and that's supposed to be like the the new wave of how you cure things. God, that, that came out well. And I don't know. So the guy's got vape pens all over the place and he's constantly smoking weed. He's got a little chihuahua that keeps nipping at my ass every single time I'm there. And one day we go to his house on a Sunday and we're walking around. We're cleaning up the place. We're turning on the lights. We're opening the windows. And then I go up to the master bedroom and there is a shiny 12 gauge silver shotgun laying across this dude's bed. And my heart starts pounding. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with this? I'm not touching this thing. Um, you know, I've never even touched a gun and the thing's just laying across the bed. So that makes me think like, what was this guy doing with this? Was he like, what was he shooting it? Was he just sitting in his bed smiling like the psychopath that he is? Was he cleaning it was he about to like shoot somebody like what why is this thing laying in the open on his bed and it looked like it was loaded i mean i have no idea if it was loaded or not but it looked like something was going on with it i mean it was right there so i called the guy up i'm like yo you got to come you know get rid of this shotgun because there's people well there's probably not gonna be people but there's gonna be a couple neighbors that are gonna come by this open house and you're gonna scare the shit out of them with a shotgun and he says, oh, yeah, sorry, man, I forgot. I'll, uh, I'll clean it up. So I go downstairs. I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know, what's going to happen next? And he calls my name. And he calls my partner's name. And he says, come out here. He's at the top of the spiral staircase. That's where the master bedroom is. So we come out. We're in the uh, foyer. And he says, hey, guys. And then he has a big smirk on his face, pulls out the shotgun and goes, boom, boom. And he makes that noise. And we both dive behind pillars because we think this guy is actually unloading a shell on us and he's laughing hysterically saying like oh you should have seen your guys's faces and it was the most horrifying thing ever and we're like dude put the put the shotgun away this is not funny like that was one of the scariest moments of my life actually like my seller pulled a shotgun on me so basically he finally put the thing away left the house with his dog walked around the back came back uh, walked around the block, and that was the end of the story. But I think I went back to that house maybe once or twice. Uh, never sold, never got any commission on it. Um, but it, it it was just that house, man. Like you know how you have those houses that you sit, you know whether it's your listing or someone else's listing that just gives you like a pit in your stomach the second you you arrive at it. You're just like this is going to be a miserable three hours. You know, there's whether there's no air conditioning or there's no heat or there's nowhere to sit, there's no cell phone service or the seller's there. I mean, I touch upon this stuff all the time and and the blog or the Instagram, but like it really does 
take a toll on you. I mean, just setting up the open house signs around the house, just knowing that nothing is going to come of it is one of the most depressing feelings a real estate agent can have. I'm sorry this got a little dark, but I just, I just remember just setting up the signs on the corner, just thinking to myself, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, this is just such a waste of time. And I get that people get leads at open houses. I've gotten some leads at open houses before. Um, you know, it's a great, great time to possibly sell the house and meet new people that you, you know, wouldn't be meeting. But, you know, there's some times where you just got to be like, hey, this is a waste of time. I'm not doing it. Either drop the price or we'll switch up the marketing or something, but this isn't working out. And I know there's a bunch of stubborn sellers out there that, We'll say, you know, you promise you sit in an open house every Sunday, but like if it's not working, stop doing it. I mean, the definition of insanity is repeating the same act and expecting a different result. And it, it just, it nothing was coming of it. And there's been multiple houses like that, that I've sat in my brief real estate career that have completely taken the life out of me. Um, you know, the dead opens are a good time to, I guess, lead generate, call other leads and bring your computer and actually get stuff done. I know people will say that, but it's it's tough to, to put on a face every day and act like you're in a good mood and you talk to the neighbor and they want to see the, the kitchen and compare it to theirs and shit on your house and the seller comes home and expects something. You tell them, you tell them oh, a bunch of people came by, but you know, you copied a bunch of fake names down on the list and no one actually showed up and it's just, it sucks. So happy new year, guys. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to do this podcast more regularly. I think there's, there's something to it. I want to speak candidly with everybody. I want, you know, this to be a, a raw kind of emotional podcast about what's going on in a real estate agent's head at all times, you know, opposed to the other podcasts that are so much based on new techniques for marketing or, you know, how to get more business or how you should be doing something. Like, I, I think it's great just to talk to people and see what's actually going on in their head, what is working, what's not working, and the crazy incidents that happen. Because a lot of us can't tell what happened because you're scared your clients will find out or, you know, you have the fiduciary obligation. Did I say that right? Fidu fiduciary obligation to, you know, not say anything and um you know once once the client isn't your client anymore and you have a crazy story i think it'd be great to come on here and, and talk about it so yeah i think i think that about wraps it up please subscribe to the podcast um give it a thumbs up if you could do that i don't even know if you could give a thumbs up it's not a youtube video so give it five stars write a nice review if you want to be on the podcast, please email me, www, not www, Jesus, email me at thebrokeagent at gmail.com. I should really change that and get it at thebrokeagent, but I just haven't done that. I also haven't changed my cell phone number from Tucson and in Los Angeles, I feel like such a prick because no one wants to pick up the phone when a 520 number is calling them. It's been on my to-do list for like the last four years now. And I just, I don't know. I think I'm holding on to my 520 number just you know hoping like an ex-girlfriend no i'm kidding hoping like someone will text me or something i don't know god this really this really got kind of depressing um anyway uh, i want to end this on a positive note 
Uh, got a closing on January 4th. Good friend of mine just bought a condo in Brentwood. Really excited about that. It's an awesome place. He's super stoked. And it, it was really awesome seeing his mom's reaction when she saw it for the first time. They flew down here from Sacramento and she cried. She was so happy. And that was just one of the great emotions that come with the business and actually seeing how happy someone was to see their son purchase their first home. I mean, it, it's a big step. It's like getting bat mitzvah. You know, it's it's like graduating college, being able to afford your first home or condo, whatever it is, especially out here in Los Angeles is a tremendous feat. So I'm really happy for my friend, happy for their family, happy for myself. And I'm really excited about that. So we got the final walkthrough when we get back from the holidays. And hopefully things pick up a little bit in the new year. I think they will. Um, I think, you know, around January 15th, um, after the Inman conference that everybody should go to. It's a great conference. Uh, spoke at it um, two years ago, last summer, two summers ago. And it was a great experience. Then we went to the New York one. We were ambassadors. It was super fun. We gave a talk on Instagram and how you should use Instagram to help your real estate business. But if you want to go to that, you should go to that. I think it's the 18th of January, maybe. Um, they should be paying me to do this, actually. But, <laughs> but they're not. Um, so, yeah. 